All right, crazy story. Um, I'm, I'm, I've got friends uh, putting on a, a tattoo convention in Flint. They did. Uh, they, this is the story. Okay, we're starting with the setting. Man, I'm doing bad already. All right, I apologize. Here we go. Start over. Clean slate. I'm going over to my friend's house. He's putting on a tattoo convention in Flint. And uh, actually, it's just finished. As I'm going into the house, somebody recognizes me. He waves to me and uh, and pulls over to say, hey, he's excited. Now, I, he pulls into the driveway when he does so. In all of this moment, I'm kind of never really in it. I don't know. I'm always, my head's kind of, if I'm thinking about something that's entertaining me, then a lot of times I don't know what else is going around, uh, around me. Like, because um, I don't care. But so this guy pulls, I figured that he knows my friend. Not that he recognized me from uh, a show that I've been on and pulled over when I waved at him thinking that he was invited. <laughs> well, uh, as he gets out of his car, he says, hey, Kyle, what's up? Now, again, here's this thing. I I'm sorry to lie to all of you or to even tell the truth to all of you really right now because I don't know any of you. All right. I probably know a lot of you, but I don't know anybody like I'm like, hey, dude. I'm like, yo, uh, you know, I call everybody brother like I was Hulk Hogan. What's up, brother? Um, I just don't remember names so good. And even faces a lot of times. But on that, a lot of you change your face. You know, ain't that annoying when somebody completely changes their hair color? You ain't seen them in a year, and then they're like, hey, what's up? And you're like, hey, and you look the same. You're still you. You see yourself every day in the mirror. And obviously you do because they recognized you. <laughs> and you say, hey, but you have no fucking idea who they are. Well, that's my life. Every day of it. Um, so, in this case, the guy waves, pulls in. I think he knows my friend. I think he's coming over. And he's like, hey, Kyle, what's up? Now I'm thinking that we, he might be a tattooer. He's got some tattoos on him. You know, and they're kind of shitty. And that's usually the MO for a tattoo artist is they got shitty tattoos. And he, my, my friend owns a tattoo shop. And I kind of work there. But I, I don't really work there. Like, I work there when I'm in town um, if I have appointments. And that's, I only have, well, at any rate, long story short, I somehow inadvertently invite him in. <laughs> that, that happened. So I was, like, inviting him, a stranger, into my friend's house. But the whole time I'm thinking he knows my friend and it's dawning on me that he doesn't know my friend as we're walking in. We're walking in to meet my friend and some of his entertainment who's been staying with him. The entertainment was Captain and, and Maybell, uh, which is a great sideshow act. And some friends of ours that we've had the fortune to meet know and, uh, and, and get to be great friends with. They're fucking fun, awesome people. The one dude holds a record for swallowing like 13 swords. Not in a row, at the same fucking time. Which... I don't know. Make up your own jokes there. <laughs> Mostly porn related, I would think, right? Uh, but this sword swallower, they can fit 13 swords down his throat. Um, holding the world's record. He was the entertainment, and uh, he's there, and they're catching up, and I walk in with some stranger that I'm just donning on him as I go through the door. He don't know these motherfuckers at all. But he's super stoked. And uh, he, he, he meets the owner of the house. He meets Captain and Maybell. We go directly through the house. We sit in the back, smoke some cigarettes for a minute. Luckily, my friend's really cool. 
right? And he's not like, Kyle, you're a fucking idiot, you know? I almost had to chokehold this guy or something, you know? And luckily, this new guy, he ain't no crazed lunatic either. Or so I thought. And that's kind of why I guess I'm coming around to tell you the whole story. Uh, we hang out for a while, and he, he, he takes off. We're all the better. They're, uh, you know, Captain and Maybell are laughing at me because I'm such an idiot. My friend Travis, again, laughing at me um, and, and affording me possibly too much. Uh, that's why I'm this much of an idiot. I apologize. But it's because of all you enablers. None of you call me out on my bullshit and my stupidity enough. And so I'm like, all right, got away with it. Why wouldn't I do it again tomorrow? Think about any scenario like that. Like you catch a kid with his hand in the cookie jar, and then you give him some cookies. Be like, all right, you're going to have them. I caught you, though. Well, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to put his hand back in that cookie jar. So anyways, that's me. I do it. And it's your fault. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's your fault that I am as stupid as... But anyways, time passes, all right? And I get a call one night. And this kid says, hey, Kyle, you remember me? And no, I don't. Man, I'm even worse with voices, you know? But he says, hey, remember me? I'm that guy that pulled in. We had the little confusion. I met your friend Travis. I met your friend Captain and Maybell. Uh, by the way, Captain and Maybell are, like, big. They've been in movies and stuffs. <laughs> Captain and Maybell were on Trading Spouses. Uh, if you remember the sideshow act that was on Trading Spouses. And if you don't, go back and watch it. What's that? Oh, wife swap. See? And she ain't even going to be mad at me about that. She just laughs because it's funny. But I would have... See, if I was doing this all by myself, I would have completely been plugging the wrong thing. But if you want to see them and they're hilarious, go watch them on Trading Spouses. Wife swap. Wife swap. Hey, well, I got two of them dancing in my head now. It's like they're trying to pass each other in the hallway and they're doing that little moment. But in my head, they start a waltz. And it's beautiful. And I just want to watch. And now they have become the same. And damn it, oh my God, am I watching a porno? I need to avert my eyes. Wife swap. Okay, I got it right, see? Uh, at any rate, when after I got them done dancing, and I split them up. They got done having sex. It was too short. And one of them was like, I'm out of here. And then the one that was left was wife swap with the, in the tears. Like, what did I do? One night stand. Oh my God, I'm such a whore. At any rate, that's how my brain works. Uh, and now it's done. It will never be trading spouses again. Well, I always be wife swap. Trading spouses left wife swap in the middle of that. Uh, at any rate, didn't even get them off. <laughs> yeah, I can say it's not G rated. Didn't even get them off. Just left. Boom, like that. Well, my got my cookies. Good luck with that. All right. So my friends have been on wife swap. I just wanted to plug that. I think it's really cool. Uh, <laughs> they've also been in some movies. I'm going to say The Matrix. But I know it's not true. I do have a friend that was in the Matrix, the first one. Uh, it, but Al 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 Kazam. Al Kazam was in the Matrix. He's a contortionist and uh, and a sideshow freak. I don't know. He's, he's a juggler contortionist, and he can draw a crowd. Did I completely forget? No, I didn't. The dude calls me up and he's like, Kyle, remember that night that I met you, Captain Maybell, your friend Travis and his wife? Yeah, yeah, I do. I remember. Yeah, it's just, you know, four weeks ago, five weeks ago, right? He's like, yeah, well, dude, I just need you to know that was like one of the most awesome days of my life. What? First off, what a boring life. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. You know, I want to apologize for how sad your life is. That that was one of the coolest moments was meeting this mediocre tattoo artist. Uh, and and so 
then he says, yeah, I just wanted to tell you that because, uh, you know, I'm probably, this is probably my last night here. And, it, and he says it with that kind of a, you know, mic drop kind of. And he starts moving, but just wanted you to know, okay, well, I'll talk to you. Well, hold up. What do you mean you're last night here? You're moving out of Michigan, huh? You're going somewhere else? Where are you moving to, buddy? And he says, no, no, I mean, you know, it's just, this, it's, it's, it's difficult. And so I'm just going to, I think I'm going to be done with this life. Whoa, oh, right on. Now immediately, like almost reflexorally. I don't know if I said that word right. As a reflex, though, I start grabbing my coat and putting it on, talking to him on the phone. Well, where are you at, buddy? And I start grabbing my keys. It's 12 o'clock at night, and my wife starts looking at me like I'm an idiot. She says, "What you? Where? Where are you going?" I was like, oh, "I need to," and I'm, but I'm more. I need to entertain him. I don't know what position he's in, right? When someone tells you they're about to off themselves, you don't know. Uh, like, is is the gun to your head? You know. Is it like I'm going to hear a bang? So I'm a little bit worried. And here's this thing. Let's back up in time. Uh, back up in time to the day I was born. Let's back up in time to the day I was born. And my next door neighbors are Jason and Joey Young. Rob Young, Jason, and Joey Young, actually. And uh, my brother's already born. And I come into a household where these kids are always playing together. And uh, that's just, you know, we're all kind of... Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't say inseparable, but we, you, it's not like kids with tablets back in the day. So, like, we're out, you know, we're out in the fields. We, we the, Our yards had, like, an adjoining section almost, too. And, and so we're always in this little area. We used to build traps and stuff there. Since the day I was born, Jason and Joe Young have been a big part of my life. Rob, to some smaller extent, he was a bit older. And so we didn't know him as, as, as much. Get to know him, great guy. At, at any rate... Jason, uh, who I hadn't seen in eight years, by the time I, I started tattooing, I, I put everything into it. Well, when I got off the meth, actually, I put everything into tattooing. I had nothing left. And so I, I, I put it all, I, I uh, straightened my life up. And kind of that meant not seeing some people a bit. And he was kind of corollarily... Uh, my good friend Jason was kind of corollarily one of those people. We just, our paths didn't cross. He was doing something with his life. I was doing something with my life and we ended up in different spots. I think he was still into the drugs a bit more than I was. And I had to cut a lot of that stuff up. Never with animosity, but we end up in a spot where he calls me up. It's been, I should just do this whole story again. No, it's good. Jesus. But I got a piece so bad and Candy just pulled into a truck stop. <laughs> Where Okay, so anyways, I'll make it quick. My friend Jason calls me up, and uh, and we haven't seen each other in eight years. He didn't call me up, actually. He just stopped in the shop. And I had just had a kid. My son was born. A lot was going on in my life. I was It was exciting. And he was so excited for me. My dad passed when I was young. He knew this. And he knew somehow how that also instilled in me a desire to be a, a father. Uh and, and now I've seen this dream come true. I was a business owner at the time. It was a successful business. And when I saw him, man, we started catching up. And he just starts telling me all these great things about his own life. How many cars he has. He's a mechanic and he's got all these cars. And, uh, you know, the that he loves. And then he's got two or three girls fighting over him. And that's never a bad thing for you, right? Uh, and his ex wanted to get back with him. 
all these different things that he was so excited about. And we saw each other one other time. I think he called me up, actually. We didn't see each other. He called me up, and then he, we only had a couple of minutes, and we set up a time to come and hang out again, drink some beers, and just hang out. And then about six days later, you know, before this time ever come around, he shot himself in the face. And he, like, he shot himself in the face. I don't really guess no. I guess he put it in his mouth. My friend uh, Joey, who was my age, Jason was my brother's age. We were all very, very close, though. Joey, this was probably the second or third body that he walked in on that was dead. I don't know why Joey's been cursed with this, but his life is finding people dead. and he, he, he So he would know what the situation was, but I've never asked him. It was hard to go to the funeral. Uh, his face wasn't... You know, they always make stuff look funny, and I, they, he was wearing a baseball cap. He always wore a baseball cap. He's wearing one of his baseball caps, trucker cap, I guess it would be. And uh, that was probably covering up the exit hole or something. He looks like he was made out of plaster. I wanted to cry, and I wanted to fucking punch him in his fucking jaw. Actually, he had a chicken chest, and we all knew this. He, Jason was a great big guy, six foot three, six foot four. And his legs, from playing years and years of soccer, were like tree trunks. This guy could press everything that we could put in, in the weight room. He could put everything on the leg press machine and press it with no ease, with, with ease. I swear to God. And then he was laughing at it because I couldn't do that. No one in the gym could do that. And then he was laughing about it. And he's like, Kyle, stand on it. I'm standing on top of this fucking leg press. And it's a serious leg press machine. It's not like some pulley system with some stack of weights. These are real Olympic weights. It was over a thousand pounds he's pressing with his legs. No problem for reps with me standing on it. Jason was uh, amazing. Uh, and you didn't want to fight with Jason if you if you knew, but if you knew him like we knew him, he had a chicken chest. And if you punched him in that chest, the fucker's going down. Like, oh my God, I can't believe how strong I am. This is a thing that I've had to use at more than one occasion because we all grew up drinking and end up doing drugs together. And there's times when we were really in fights. My good friend Jason wanted to kill me more than once, and then in a drunken stupor, he would charge me. And thankfully enough. We all knew that he could bow, even if you just jabbed him, just boom, right there in that chicken breast. He'd be down for the count. So at any rate, that's how it, I, I told his mom that. I was like, I, I fucking uh, I want to cry, and I love him. And at the same time, I just want to punch him in his fucking chicken breast. And she laughed a little about that and said, Kyle, you, I mean, as much as you can. I guess it wasn't even a laugh. It's more of a smile. I knew that she understood the humor. I guess that's what I mean to say. And she said, Kyle, you would have to get in line. And she was right. I think suicide is one of these things. It takes from everybody. You don't... You do it is is this... Sometimes you might even goad yourself into thinking you're doing it for other people. And it just doesn't work that way. I hope if anybody's thinking about it, don't. Um, there's so many things wrong with it. And the, it's going to hurt. So many people, more than that. And if you think it's going to hurt those people and you're happy, you're wrong. Like, you know you don't. The only reason you would want to hurt them that much is because you love them. You don't want to hurt those people. And certainly not like that. And not in that long term. I don't Suicide's always been one of those things. So I guess 
now that I've gone back far enough, I've got completely off topic. Let's come back to the moment when I'm putting my coat on and my wife is yelling at me as I'm like walking out the door and getting in the car. I'm saying, honey, I'm going to go try and save this guy's life. And now she's like, does he have a gun? I'm like, I mean, who knows? You have no idea of the situation. Like, is it dangerous? There's a chance. But trust me that I'm not going to be stupid about this. And that's hard to say because my wife seen me be stupid with people a lot. Whereas it would be my own safety. Now I've grown up a bit and I kind of remember that if I die, then the people that love me will feel like I felt when my father died. And they'll be lost in some regard too. And without that help and guidance and financial support, I'm really hurting them more. So I don't, I'm not going to take a bullet for this kid, you know. But I am going to try and find out where he's at. I start asking him where he's at. He says he's in Burton. So I take, I get out of my house on the main road. I take a right and I start heading out to Burton. Now he's being really hesitant to tell me where he's at. So I'm driving out to Burton. And he then, you know, when I'm finally, I finally get some of the cross streets. And I'm like, whoa, dude, you're on the north end of Burton. Dude, I took a right. Because if anybody's going to kill themselves, they're on the south side of Burton. Everybody knows that. No one on the north side's got a, got a right to kill themselves. I'm sorry. If you're on the north side, you can't kill yourself. Now, people have told me that is the wrong thing to do. <laughs> like saying you shouldn't kill yourself because you're a pussy or whatever, uh, I guess is, is wrong. And uh, I don't know. Since I've retold this story, people have told me, Kyle, that's... At, well, you know what, though? Fuck you. Because here it worked. All right. Spoiler alert. I made it out to the guy's house or in, into a car where he's parked around the corner from his girlfriend in an empty trailer park uh, uh, lot. Nice trailer park, though. One of them double wides, you know, where they call it a community. Uh, it's not a trailer park. They're like the, the person in the office. Was, no, it's not a trailer park. It's a community here. Sure it is, lady. I think that just means I can't change my oil, right? You can't change your oil in a community. You don't want to see the no cars on blocks in a community. Uh, that that's in that's in a trailer park. Actually, I think trailer parks usually got rules against that too. But then you're, isn't that ironic? Like your house is literally on blocks, but I can't put my car on blocks. If I what if I went ahead and made this a sec, if I got a second address for my car, would I be able to put it on blocks? Uh, you know, this is a lot thirty-two B. <laughs> All right. I digress. So we make it to the spot. It's raining lightly out there. Uh, and the kid's like, you can get inside the car. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> it's COVID. And, you know, I don't know. I don't know how safe this whole situation is. I, I got a real good feeling it's good. But uh, so we roll down the windows. And he's like, well, it's raining a little. And it's a light mist coming out, you know. And I'm like, yeah. But the COVID and shit, I'm not trying to jump in there and have us both die uh, because you fucking didn't have a, a thing. So, at any rate, we talk. That's all we did. I don't know that there's any more than that. I think generally when somebody is suffering like that, they need to, be, they need to understand that suffering is universal. You know? Sometimes people would think that I, myself don't suffer perhaps because of uh, the fame that you see or, or whatnot that I've had. But fame does not translate to success, okay? It, it doesn't. Uh, it's, fame is not success. Ask a bunch of these ink masters who have been on there. Ask so many people who, like, ask some girl who's bottling her farts nowadays. Um, 
she had to figure out to bottle those herself. It wasn't like the fame was like, dude, this is what you can do. You know what I mean? So like some people, you can use fame, yes. And uh, like I'm using fame here, some sorts. I don't know that anybody would be listening to me right now if I didn't have a... At least it wouldn't have started if I didn't have, uh, you know, the ink master, the stink master behind me. I'd have to be bottling farts myself, which... If anybody wants any, like, this is something I'm very interested in. Uh, foot porn and bottling, well, not foot porn. Just watching my feet step through cakes, I understand, is a thing. And even my ugly feet, I don't manicure them. They got gross tattoos. But I hear that's a whole subgenre. I, I am very willing to send you videos of me stomping on stuff for money. No problem. Um, at any rate, moving on. Guy, uh, we uh, suffering is universal, and when that slowly or that gets understood, your own suffering then begins mitigating. And so I talked to him for a while. Uh, you know, I didn't share any drinks with him, and I think that slowed him a bit. We were probably there for a couple hours, maybe three. When I got back home, my wife was relieved, and uh, I don't know how it went. You know, because like at one point I was like, "Hey, dude, I think you're cool, and I hope you don't kill yourself." But this is over now. You know, now we're at the point where I have talked logic to you long enough that if it didn't sink in, then you're, you know, then damn, I'm going to have to learn how to try better. If my friend hadn't killed himself so many years ago, I wonder how I would have reacted to that, if I would have reacted differently. There's uh, other friends that I've had um, that have have attempted suicide, and I've been drawn to them as some... To some extent. Uh, I mean, I was friends with them already, but something about that made my heart kind of go out to them and, and uh, want to know them more or be closer to them or help them not. I really wish, if, and if anybody's thinking about suicide, please call somebody. Like, call somebody. That's what it is. And keep calling them. Like, you know what? Like, if I'm going to commit suicide, fuck you, everybody. I'm going to be on your message. <laughs> I'll be texting you. Uh, I want Because it's the last time I ever get a chance to even be in your life, right? So, like, at least make people feel like it was their fault. Which I know goes counter to my whole plea before about not hurting people with your actions. But I'm just saying, if I'm getting ready to it, then I feel like I've given up on everybody. I've given up on all my relationships, too. And I'm going to pull you out. And hopefully one of those people is going to bring me out of it. I... I've attempted suicide, I guess, before. I've attempted a cry for attention before, okay? Some of my friends have not done that. They've gone the step beyond. And here's what I'll tell you, different. there's no difference, in my opinion. I mean, there's slight difference, I guess, in the, amount, uh, in, in the, the tools used or available, you know, honestly, I, I'm glad that when I tried to kill myself as a young kid, arguing with my mother that I didn't have a gun around because I don't know that I wouldn't have tried some stupid shit with it. I don't know how I was feeling at that moment. I know that I wasn't feeling like being alive anymore. So if I had the ease to do that, but that gets us into gun conversations. I know. I know a lot of people... Um. And I'm going to talk about guns. Trust me. God, I love talking about guns. It's just such, I have to bounce around so much from this topic of suicide that uh, that 
uh, it, the argument would be lost. And I think I want a message here. I really want a message. I want it to come out. Uh, if, if anybody's considering suicide, don't do it. And do bother everybody right now. Now's the time. Go ahead and test relationships. Hey, you might find out that a lot of these people, you, you're like, they're not that level of friend. That, don't worry about that, though. When you wake up tomorrow and you're still alive because somebody's going to be that friend, remember that. Remember that person. But also remember, this is our friendship. This is how it goes. That's a big thing you're asking for some people because what they're, you're making them acknowledge things that they spend their whole lives trying to not be aware of. You're making them aware of sadness. You're making them aware of, uh, you know, the, their own mortality. You can't talk about suicide while people think about death. You think about death. You think about your own death. It's it, it unless you're some kind of blissful, ignorant person who doesn't understand that death and life are related, and your death, then you will, you know, you're gonna fucking think about death. You're going to think about your death. And thinking about your death ain't fun. People try to avoid it with everything they do. Why do you think people donate money to fucking libraries so they can get their name on a brick somewhere? Because they just escaped the the death. (laughs) The the, the, the death. I'm sorry. Anyways, because I'm also realizing maybe that doesn't prove my point. So that's maybe making me stutter. Uh, But it kind of does. In my brain, it does. Live in my brain. It's a lot funner. Trust me. All your brain is boring. I see it day to day. I understand it. And I, that's why I opt out. Because I'm like, man, that's a boring time. So get in my head. At any rate, moving along. Talking about suicide. I think I think I might have stayed too long. Said too much. <gasps> Did I? I feel like there's another thing I wanted to say. Call, besides calling somebody, also remember that, that suffering is universal, please. Know that I've been there and know that I've had friends that are there, you know, and feel free. If you got my number, call me. If you want to try and reach out to me, do. But here's the thing about reaching out to me, too. I don't answer text messages <laughs> like for days, for days. I don't answer text messages. I don't pay attention to my phone. So wait appropriately. Wait. Uh, just wait for me. I'll get back with you. I'm not trying to shine you on. Trust me. And honestly, that's the whole key to wanting to kill yourself is when you do wait, it comes. It comes. The reason comes, you know, because that moment will pass. Um, and so I have. I have stayed too long. I have said too much. Candy is just returning with everything from the uh, from the Bowmansville Turnpike uh, what would you call that thing? The thing that is. The place where I need to go pee at. That's what it is. The rest stop. I'm finished. I need to run inside now. If we move further away from I'm going to have a wet spot trailing behind me. All right. Let me sign off. I just got to title it.